This is the Organizational Health Advantage Podcast with Keith Hadley and James Felton, Principal Consultants at Table Group. They're in the business of coaching leaders to build strategic focus and cultural alignment that leads to amazing results. This podcast is for leaders who are looking to increase productivity and morale while decreasing politics, confusion, and unwanted turnover. Welcome to the Org Health Advantage. Hi, everyone. This is the Organizational Health Advantage podcast, where we discuss practical and relevant insights for leaders. Today, Keith and I are going to share meaningful insights from our work with CEOs and how some of the leaders we know have been addressing the challenges they're facing during COVID-19. And I couldn't be more excited to have my good friend and colleague, Keith Hadley from The Table Group, as our first guest. Without further ado, let's welcome Keith Hadley. Keith, how are you doing? Doing great, James. Thank you. It's a a real treat and an honor to be on this podcast with you. I am so glad to have you here. Uh, Thanks for joining and thanks for being the guinea pig on the first podcast. Um, So this is going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited for it. So thanks for joining. Um, So let's just get into some context setting, first of all. Keith, um, tell us a little bit about like where you're located, your family and, and your background before you joined the table group. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm based in Chicago, just outside of Chicago. If you're familiar with the area, I live in Glen Ellen, which is in, on the equator straight west of the city. Um, most of my clients are actually based in Chicago. It's a, it's a great place to be, just such a different uh, mix of industry and, um, and stage. So it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful place to live and to work. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm married. I've got three kids. All three stages, I got one in college, one in high school, one in junior high. And that's been interesting to see their response to this time as well. Yeah, and you've had all three of them back home too, right? Yeah, yeah, we've were... all been home. Yeah, right yeah. now in my office doors has meeting in progress, which is to stop anybody from coming into the office while we're talking. That's awesome. And describe your background before you join the table group. Yeah, I, um, I yeah, I would describe myself as like a card carrying uh, leadership and strategy nerd. Uh, I I started my career right out of college at a, a very small consulting firm that did international business development, and I got hired because I was a history major, and my boss figured I could write, and I spoke French, and so uh, he liked the fact that I had a foreign language. And then that little firm ended up getting bought by a much larger firm called McGladry. Um, now it's uh, known as RSM. And they put us into the strategic planning and human human capital consulting group. So I did a lot of just a variety of work uh, over the next eight years, working with you know owner managed uh, small medium sized businesses and just all different types of uh, backgrounds. Then I went worked for a nonprofit for a while and uh, ended up at Career Builder uh, for nine years. And I joined some of the colleagues that I had from RSM that were now involved in this kind of exciting new. Uh, technology. They were beyond the startup phase. They were really in the growth phase. Uh, But I did a bunch of different roles there. But what all of these roles had in common was they all had something to do with uh, the, the, you know, where culture and strategy came together. Oh, that's great. And I've been in sessions with you and heard you refer to uh, your background and experiences you had in leading people and developing strategy. and, And it's just, like you've had such great, like a stair stepping of experiences to lead you th- to this point. 
where you're working with leaders in all different industries. How would you describe the work that that the table group does and you do with your clients? Yeah, we, we often get asked, like, do we specialize by industry or company size? And the answer is we tend to specialize in organizations that have leadership teams at the top. Which is which is pretty much, much everybody. all of them, yeah. and and the crazy thing is, you know, James, you and I have worked with some, you know, with some large organizations, publicly traded businesses, um, multi billion dollars in sales. We've also worked with some startups, and while the context is very different, the dynamics on the team is really similar. I mean, there there is a decision maker at a table with people they've chosen to support them in their decision-making and their execution. And the dynamics that go into how that happens is really pretty similar, you know, even in companies that are in very different stages or different industries. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about um, how, how one of your private equity client, one of your clients who's in private equity described this work. When we think about the work of um, helping leaders get aligned around, um, uh, aligned and cohesive, right? It, we, we would we can think of this as like the highest level strategic work that we can do. And so I think that what you're referring to is one one of the organizations we've worked with is a private equity firm that has a, a lot of portfolio companies. And um, yeah, they, they described it as being just the highest level strategic work of making the biggest, far-reaching, most important decisions on behalf of the company about you know, why, why we exist in the first place to how we're going to succeed competing in this place that we've chosen, you know, where, where we're going to play and how we're going to win. Uh, and then how do we align and rally the people to, to follow us and to, um, and to execute against that vision. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's so good. So Keith, you've been doing a lot of work with your clients uh, during this time. Clearly this is an unprecedented time. I'd love for you to share some of the well first share share really the the where your clients are on the spectrum of like this is an awesome time for them, weirdly enough, where maybe they're like knocking it out of the park to some on the very other end of the spectrum, like not sure they're gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. It, this is it, it's been crazy. You know, we made a list of all the companies um, that I'm currently talking to. Either they're active clients, or they're they're recently finished with the work, or they're in conversations with them before uh, COVID hit. And uh, in the range is really striking. I mean, some very very healthy organizations in February March are now just completely devastated. Uh, you know, because of restrictions, they're not able to stay open. Um, you know, they're in hospitality or in, or in restaurant or in health club spaces, and and they're in a position now down to kind of a skeleton crew of, of staff and, you know, 90% of employees furloughed and um, just really trying to ride out this terrible storm just in hunker down mode. And then the other end of the spectrum, I've got a couple of clients that are, are absolutely thriving during this time, that what they produce is in high demand. Um, and it's even in higher demand, given the fact that they are, you know, internet based and can deliver these goods, you know, in a, in a you know, a very quick and easy way. So I've worked with two clients that are like, literally trying to manage um, higher levels of production and scale and keeping their workers safe while dealing with a, a tremendously increased uh, demand for their product. 
And then I've got, you know, a, a few in the middle that, you know, they're, they're just kind of, I don't know, they're surviving. You know, they're not devastated, but they're not thriving. They're in survival mode and just trying to figure out what, what they should be doing during this time. Yeah. Yeah. So as you're supporting these leaders, what are some of the things you've learned and, and plan on sharing to like the CEO roundtable that you're going to be hosting after this call? What are, what are the learnings that you take from, from your clients and, and impart to other people? Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do with, with the, in the calls that I've been having, we're on, we're on calls daily with CEOs and I just ask them like, what, what are you doing? How is it working? What are you, what are you seeing? Um, what are the good ideas that you've heard? One of the leaders I talked to early on really, really got me thinking. And he said, you know, I think this is going to have like at least three phases to it. And, um, and you know, the, the, the initial phase of just kind of like that shock and that triage mode of everybody trying to understand what are the restrictions that are being put on them and, and how do they even react to these restrictions. And then that's going to be followed by a phase of, and I think this is where probably most of my, you know, my connections are now are in sort of the new abnormal. It's where we are now. We're, we're, we're doing virtual meetings and zoom calls constantly and we're trying to figure out how to how to continue operating in a in a very different way than we've done in the past that's kind of the new abnormal and then and then the the third phase that that he talked about was you know at some point we need to give ourselves permission to start planning what comes next not just how do we reopen but how is the world going to be different and what's going to be our place in this different changed market in the different changed world? So that, that's that's kind of the, that's a big thing that we've been hearing and learning is how each CEO is reacting differently to these phases. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so good. Um, you know, I have a couple of thoughts there. It, you know that 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 first phase of like dealing with the regulations and de- just understanding it, almost like a shock and awe phase. Uh, you know. March seemed like the longest month of our lives. Yeah, yeah. And that was that shock and on. Every day was different and every day had new news. And and it might have even been like every half day you were dealing with something different and new. And uh, But by contrast, April seems to be going really fast. Yeah, that's, like, that's a good, that's a really good observation. And it's it, true. And it's like, okay, we're in this new normal, as you described this, maybe new abnormal, I think is what you said, but it's like, okay, the news and the changes have really like just slowed down. Right. And we could like get through the days knowing like there's some consistency day after day after day. Um, And and it's remarkable how the two months seem so different. Yeah, yeah, that is, you know, James, you and I were on a call with with a with a leader in, I think it was, you know, kind of third week of March, and I just I just remember him talking about they had operations in multiple states, and just he was in that phase of every day tracking multiple state governmental sites, trying to figure out what the regulations were. Could they stay open? Could they? Did they need to close? What would be the regulations they'd have to respond to? And I remember he talked about that that you know that signal or noise type of phase of yeah. you know we're we're over overloaded with information and we it's not really clear which things we they're going to impact us the most. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. I think coming into April now um, that has sort of normalized. 
Yeah. And now we're getting governors that are talking about how they're going to jumpstart their local economies again. So maybe what we're going to see next is is going back into a signal or noise phase as we're getting different reports from different governors. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think it it maybe hit us all at the same time or most of us at the same time and now we might see this new uh you know, coming out period of of businesses and, and economies, but just in a different scale. Like New York's yeah. still going to be a while. California's yeah. still probably going to be a while. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, George is going to come out soon and, you know, get started up again and things like that. And so it'll be interesting to see how different clients in different areas respond to that. Yeah. I had the other thing around those three phases you said, I talked to the president of a, a large medical device company recently who said, you know, I shared that model with them and shared what you'd come up with and, and learn from a client. And he said, yeah, I think we have three different phases, but your three phases are probably in our first phase. Wow. And what he said was, you know, dealing with the COVID and, and that's where probably your phases are. Um, and then he said, our second phase, we really see a recession coming. And so we've got to prepare for that. And then our third phase is a recovery after the, the, the recession. And so they're really looking at it in a much longer term scope. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that insight about the in, in March, the same thing happened to everybody at the same time. Yeah, but it's going to be lifted at different times. Well, yeah. One of the clients that I, I talk to a lot uh, has a bunch of music venues in Chicago, mm. and um, uh, they also own some restaurants. And he said, "Yeah, the restaurants are going to come back on, you know, probably coming into summer, uh, but with some differences. But the music venues, I mean, the music industry, and I'm sure this is going to apply to sports. I mean, that's yeah. you know, he in his he said they're looking at like the fall of 2021." before yeah. things are back to quote unquote normal. And so I think, I think you're right. We're going to see sort of a long tail or a long, you know, set a wave after wave after wave of coming out of this thing. Yeah. Um, and, and the, and the restrictions themselves are going to, are going to peel off, you know, kind of in reverse, reverse order of how they came in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so the other part I wanted to check in on is I saw recently you wrote an article around the seven C's for kind of getting through this time period. Like there are different phases. And then you, you wrote this great article about what are the behaviors we could really enlist during this time? I'd love for you to go through that if you would. Yeah, sure. It, 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 actually, I think James, you were, I, you and I were on a call together with the client and we were just talking about all the things that are required of leaders. And I think in the end, we kind of thought back on that call as being like a to be list for yeah. leaders yeah. Um, in addition to a to-do list for leaders, you know, what are the things that I need to do, and what are the things that I need to be during this time? Yeah. But uh, you're right. It it kind of it, it was funny how the more we talked through what was required, we realized they all started with the letter C. So it was we didn't do it on purpose. But um, yeah, do you want me to just kind of run through what those are? Yeah, and a little like okay. description of each one, if you could. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, during uncertain times, people really crave clarity. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, The the FUD factor, fear, uncertainty, and doubt um, have really gripped people and kind of robbed them of a lot of their energy and their drive. And so what what people need 
from their leaders is they need their leaders to be clear, to create clarity about priorities and about roles and what we're focused on. And, you know, even, even those things that are like those daily updates, you know, during a crisis are so important. Um, and, and a lot of leaders became very kind of self-focused initially, you know, dealing with their own anxieties. And we really were encouraging leaders to turn outward and to look at their teams and create a cohesive team. Let's use this time to come together and be cohesive. So let's, let's be clear. Let's, let's be cohesive as a team. And um, one of the things that we need to promote then the next C was that, that sense of connection um, is that with everybody in a distributed environment. Um, and I think people have done a great job of leveraging things like Zoom um, or, you know, uh, Google Meets or Google Hangouts or Teams, you know, just to create connections between people. I think one of the things that we're hearing more and more from leaders is when they get on calls, they're actually taking a little bit more time to connect and not just jump into the to-do list and yeah. the red, yellow, green update. Yeah. Um, and you know, if I could jump in there real quick, yeah. that, that president of the <clears throat> medical device company, big publicly traded company, said he was doing one-on-ones every other day with the people on his team just wow. to connect, you know, just 15 minutes, let's check in, how are you doing? And he said he was sharing that expectation for those people to do it with the people they lead as well. So just yeah. a lot of connection time, um, you know, a lot of a lot of touch points, not long, but just a lot of touch points. Yeah, yeah. I was talking with one leader that was monitoring. They had a couple of scares, you know, with a couple of people on their team that they thought might have COVID. Yeah. And, uh, and as a result, they had sent a whole bunch of people home. This is kind of when they were still rolling through, like, what's going to be open, what's going to be closed. And, um, and as we talked about it, he suddenly realized, like, he had not, you know, he had been monitoring their status and monitoring you know, the people around them, but he hadn't actually called them just to check in and see how they're doing. And so as soon as we got off the phone, he's, I'm just going to call those people up and say, Hey, I was just thinking about you. How are you yeah. doing? You know, make yeah. that personal connection. Yeah. Um, so the, the, we're at, we're at three C's, clarity, cohesion, yeah. connection. The fourth is, is communicate. People need um, a lot of communication. We, you know, we work with leaders that will resist the idea of doing like a daily standup or a daily huddle. Uh, a lot of senior leaders just feel like, you know, they're beyond that. And that's, it seems silly. Yet during the months of March and April, just about every team we work with has some version of a daily, in, sometime even a twice a day, a check-in and a check-out. Almost everybody that we're talking to is doing some kind of a all-hands, you know, regular check-in call with the, with the whole company. Um, you know, just ask me anything calls or, you know, town halls. Um, so people just need repeated communication. And yeah. we talk a lot at Table Group about over communication, but I think this is even amped up to include things like, hey, our update today is j- that there's really no update. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, even oh, that. Yeah, even that is good to hear because yeah. it, you know, it sets people, it's like, all right, they, you know, they're wondering, are they, are they not telling us something? Yeah, um, if there's if there's a lack of communication, it's probably filled in with negativity. Right, right, you know? right. So let's just communicate. There's no new information, just so that they don't start wondering and and creating negative yeah. stories. Yeah. Well, one Good. CEO I I really love hearing this is that they do 
you know, they do a weekly all hands call, which is like, oh, that's great. He goes, yeah, but we have people in Asia, in Australia, in 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 in, in, in EMEA, and and in, in South America, and so they do uh, one all hands in the afternoon, and they do the same meeting the following morning, just so they can oh, cover man. all of the different time zones with a weekly communication. So I I just appreciate that kind of dedication to good communication. Yeah, that's um, awesome. The next two are kind of hand in hand in that this is this is the time for leaders to to really be um, to ha- just to have courage and to have confidence. So courage to make some tough decisions. Uh, one leader that we talked to early on just you know he just said I'm just going I'm I'm going deep and I'm going you know I'm going going all the way in some big decisions I need to make going deep and going early. And he got a lot of flack and a lot of pushback for some of these harder decisions he had to make related to people and products and what their areas of focus were. But two weeks later, everybody else in his industry had to do the same thing. Um, And so, you know, by going first, it actually put his employees in a better position and it created clarity for the organization ahead of everybody else. And so, you know, I think looking, having people look, look back at this time and say, you know, what do I wish I would have done or, you know, would have started or would have ended, you know, during this time and just having the courage to make some of those bold moves. Um, And then, and then to project confidence. So even though there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, leaders do well to, you know, just to project confidence, like, Hey, you know, we're making decisions and we think the decisions we're making are putting us in the best position to succeed. And we're confident that this is going to work even though, you know, their future is so uncertain. You know, we're confident these are the right choices at the right time. That's good. That's good. And so there should be one more C there. Yeah. Yeah. The last one is the fun one, I think, and that's to be creative. Uh, I mean, hey, we're on a podcast right now <laughs> that you finally had time to start. And, uh, and congratulations on doing that. But, like, you know, these are things that we've wanted to do. And there's a lot of things on a lot of leaders list of like, you know, during this time, let's be creative. You know, we don't have to go back to the things that we left. Now is actually a good time to start some things or maybe to creatively end some things. Um, And, you know, just just take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a client who's got a call center and uh, and they're all working from home now. And they're like, why would we ever lease that office space for the call center again? Like once we get out of that lease, let's just have people working from home because we could still monitor what they're doing. We could still mon- like track their calls and and do like quality, quality control recordings on them. So why do we need that expense? Yeah. And we just probably never would have thought about it until right now. We've got, yeah. I, one, of, one of our colleagues that we work with, Al Amador, uh, works with an organization that's in professional sports and in, in minor leagues, but still a pretty big, pretty big sports yeah. complex with multiple sports that they represent. And he, I was on a call with him the other day. He talked about that this leadership team is just taking as advantage of this time. He said, when, when we reopen, we are going to sell tickets differently. We're going to do concessions differently. We're going to manage games and the employee and the, and the customer experience differently. Everything about the way we do what we do, we're going to rethink. And, and I just, yeah. I love that positive energy of just taking advantage of, of this time. We're, we're probably never going to get this kind of a moment again of this. We're all in it together. The whole economy is suffering the same thing we're suffering. And so, 
you know, what can we do creatively uh, during this time? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so good. Oh, that's awesome. So to recap, we had uh, the seven C's are clarity, cohesion, connection, communication, courage, confidence, and creativity. Yes, yes. That's such a good list. Yeah. Such a good yeah. list. Um, and, and what I want to do is uh, where, Keith, I know you do a lot of great articles. Where can people find you? Yeah, I, I, I actually creatively during this time, I decided to, to go ahead and, and put together a, a website. So keithhadley.com is where you can find me. Uh, as a yeah. table group consultant, you know, you can also find me on the table group website under consultants. Uh, you know, our, our connection with the table group and the work we do with table group employees or, you know, consultants is, you know, is, is my biggest source of joy. Uh, during this time. Yeah. And I feel like both you and I would not be here uh, for sure. We wouldn't be such good friends. We'd never work with each other if it weren't for Pat Lanchoni. Oh, absolutely. You know? And uh, and Pat, you know, the leader at the table group has written 10 books on leadership. And uh, and clearly he's he is knocking it out of the park right now with all the webinars and podcasts um, that he's leading and also podcasts that he's on with other people. And so that's another great resource to, to check out during this time. Uh, so there's a lot on tablegroup.com and then a lot uh, where you can find Pat just helping other people um, and, and being on other people's podcasts. I know like the learning leader show uh, he was on recently and, and a bunch of others. So yeah, that's been that's been an inspiration to me was, you know, this is a time in which all of us can hunker down and just figure, well, you know, everybody's really distracted. Uh, but yeah. it's been it's been uh, neat to see how Pat and his you know close colleagues at the table group have really uh, gone out of their way to try to make more resources available. Um, things like the team assessment, things like the meeting advantage, you know, just making those more accessible to more people. He's even put a book out uh, for a free download. Uh, for the yeah. family, knowing that people are at home right now with their families. So this is a time for us, to, I think, to be creative and to be generous and to yeah. just go go out of our way to try to support um, people that are that are struggling in, in ways that we can. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Keith, I want to thank you so much. Again, you're kind of the guinea pig on this. You're the first guest, but there wasn't anybody else I wanted to have on first. And Hopefully, we can do this again where we're not talking about um, such dire times for some of our clients. Uh, we could we could look back at this time on how they really uh, would look back at this as being their their moment of triumph and overcoming some real big difficult times. Um, and and we can share those stories. And uh, hopefully, we can bring on some of your clients as well to to bring them back and talk about the success they had during this time and how they overcame adversity and what they're doing to lead their people uh, in more positive times as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I, I really, I can't wait to see where you take this podcast. I think it's going to add a tremendous amount of value. Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, I, we will put your uh, a link to your website on the show notes as well. And uh, looking forward to having this discussion in the future again. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Org Health Advantage. Your hosts, Keith and James, are helping leaders change the world of work and invite you to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. For more resources on building stronger teams and organizational health, check out tablegroup.com. 
Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.